You're listening to the World Watch weekly podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the World Watch Weekly Podcast from Open Doors Canada. We are delighted to have you back with us this week. We're talking today about, well, about a few different things, but we're uh, focusing on the country of Burkina Faso to start. Burkina Faso uh, is a, a smaller country on the western part of Africa and it placed number 32 on the 2022 World Watch List that was just released last month. Uh, and yet it just goes to show how quickly uh, the situations can change on countries on the world watch list, because in the last couple of weeks, uh, the entire political situation in Burkina Faso has been turned upside down with the advent of a military coup and a total takeover of the existing government by members of the Burkina Faso military. And so in the last year. Uh, beyond Burkina Faso, there's been other coups happening in countries on the world watch list. I mean, we saw it in Myanmar a year ago, February 1st, 2021, was the coup in Myanmar. And then Sudan uh, in, I believe it was late summer. No, was it late uh, summer? October, October of 2021, October 25th. Right. And so in the fall of uh, 2021, there was a coup there. And, and so these coups are, it seems like they're, I just feel like they're in the news a lot now and, and this mm-hmm. is happening. And so it really does have an effect on the persecuted church. We're going to talk about each one of these countries and talk a little bit about their different situations and how the church is affected differently uh, in the different places on earth. You're going from Southeast Asia to Eastern Africa to Western Africa. And all of these have different political situations behind them. But I want to focus on Burkina Faso to start. Now, I mentioned it's number 32 on the world watch list. And the interesting thing about Burkina Faso is that historically, it's actually been fairly harmonious in terms of different religions getting along, Uh, Christians in the country, uh, Muslims in the country, and and more. Religious freedom actually hasn't been so much of an issue. Persecution comes in in the form of militant extremism. Islamic extremist activity in parts of sub-Saharan Africa is increasing, and we've talked about that on the podcast in the past. And as this uh, as Islamist activity continues to become a threat to the people of Burkina Faso, what's happened in the last few weeks is that the military determined that their government, who was led by President uh, uh, Rosh Kabor, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, they determined that the government was essentially not doing enough to protect the citizens of Burkina Faso. Now, before we go into too much detail about Burkina Faso or any of these other countries, I just want to note that these are political situations with a lot of nuance and a lot of detail, and we can't hope to dive super deep into any of them in a short podcast. So this is a very brief uh, skimming of the political situation at hand. So I'm attempting to summarize it as best as we can in just a few minutes, but of course, there's a lot more detail and a lot more nuance to it. But with that said, the military of Burkina Faso removed the sitting president, President Kabor, installed themselves into a government and within the last couple of days have officially named the military leader their new president uh, and have removed the sitting government from power in an attempt to ensure 
greater security for the people of Burkina Faso? When a military coup happens, there's, of course, a very great risk for violence. And not to say that the coup in Burkina Faso wasn't violent, but one of our contacts in Burkina Faso actually expressed gratefulness because they were just saying that the situation was not as bad as it could have been. There was there was violence, but it was more limited, and they were just very grateful for that. And uh, some people in the church, even though it's pretty early on in the situation, so um, they still need to be careful, and they're still waiting to see how it goes, but there's some very cautious optimism because some people think that there's a chance that this uh, situation could actually make things better for the church and that if the government, if the new government chooses to act on um, extremism more, um, it could actually provide a safer circumstance for the church in Burkina Faso. Absolutely. So, so it really is something for us to be praying about and, uh, and thinking about uh, our brothers and sisters there, because this has the potential to, uh, to improve the situation in Burkina Faso, but as with with any military coup, I mean it's a it's a a transition of power, and transitions of power can also go very wrong. And so, I think I think it would be good. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple other countries, Myanmar and Sudan, who have faced military coups in the last year. But I thought, you know, well, why don't we stop now, pray for Burkina Faso uh, before we go on to the next country. So let's just pray for our brothers and sisters there. Father God, we lift up to you the country and nation of Burkina Faso. God, you know what is happening. You uh, understand the inner workings of, uh, of the politics and the government situation there, God. And we just ask, Father, that your hand would be working in all of this, Father God, that uh, through all of this, that your church would be strengthened that the church would be able to be resilient and stand firm in their faith. God, we pray that, uh, that extremism would be combated in this nation, Father God, and that the church and uh, the citizens of this nation would be protected. Father God, we ask that you would uh, work there in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, moving on from Burkina Faso, we move to Myanmar, which, as I mentioned earlier, is just one year since the military coup in that country. February 1st, 2021, uh, military forces came in and they removed the uh, ruling political party, which was democratically elected, and they took over. Now, as opposed to Burkina Faso, this was a very violent coup. Uh, And when protesters took to the streets, the reaction was, uh, to say it nicely, firm. Hundreds of civilians were killed, and the, and the ramifications are still ongoing. Uh, with civilians displaced, thousands of Christians and churches have, have been forced out to live in displacement camps where they're deprived of food and health care. Uh, Christians and church leaders have been targeted by the military, particularly in, in one state called the Chin State, which is a majority Christian region. And so Myanmar, a, a year later, still living under the power of the military, and it has not gone well for the church. Yeah, when we think about the situation in Burkina Faso and look ahead with uh, cautious optimism, the situation in Myanmar is uh, a reminder of what can happen when the political stability goes poorly. 
like you said, the church has been displaced. Church leaders have been targeted. And uh, the and the country of Myanmar has actually risen up the world watch list as a result with increased persecution against Christians and the military government targeting followers of Jesus. And so the situation is pretty dire uh, and it looks to only be continuing in that way. Yeah, the, the coup in Myanmar has uh, not been good for the church at all. Actually, there are an estimated 200,000 Christians who have been displaced in the last year in Myanmar alone. Now, we've talked about Myanmar in more detail on the podcast before over the past year. So you can go back and listen to episodes where we discuss the coup in Myanmar. But for the moment, we just wanted to point out the differences between a coup in Burkina Faso, a coup in Myanmar, and how differently the church can be affected. And we'll continue that in Sudan in a moment. But I do want to just take a minute, pray for the country of Myanmar, for the church there, uh, that God would continue to encourage them. So uh, pray with me now. God, we've been thinking about Myanmar a lot in the past year. And as we mark one year since the, uh, the military took over, Lord, we pray that you would continue to strengthen your church. And while the situation seems hopeless in many ways and seems like it's just getting worse, I pray that you would show your children hope in the midst of a dark time. I pray that those uh, Christians and churches and pastors and others who uh, feel the targets on their back, Lord, that they would be encouraged and that they would be kept safe and protected. Lord, we've been talking about how things can change so quickly uh, in some countries with political instability. And so we would pray that in the same way that things got so much worse for Myanmar last year, that they would improve in 2022. And we don't know what that would look like, but we pray uh, on multiple levels, Lord, that things would improve both that the church would be protected, that persecution would decrease, but also in a more general sense that you would bring peace to the country and that the rulers there would not seek to do violence against the people, that there would be fewer deaths in the streets, Lord, and just that peace would reign instead of violence. Lord, we trust you with that situation. And we pray for our brothers and sisters in Myanmar that their testimonies would continue to give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, the last country that we wanted to look at has actually experienced two military coups in the last few years, one in 2019, and that one had some positive impact on the church in Sudan. In Sudan. The government had some positive trajectory and it did things like remove the death penalty for conversion. And so there were some positive things there, but the second military coup that happened in 2021 Unfortunately, a lot of this progress was undone, and uh, this new government is seeking to undo a lot of the progress that was made in the last coup. Yeah, it's a little bit of a confusing situation because of two coups flip-flopping in the same country over a couple of years. But it, once again, just goes to show how uh, quickly things can change and how the church can be affected in such different ways. So what's happened in the last few months, and once again, this is a quick skim over the, the situation, and there's much more nuance to it. But in essence, uh, the military has seized power and, uh, and effectively taken control of the country, and at the same time, released from prison some members of the previous, previous government, the one that was ousted in 2019. Now, those members of the government, as well as some other high-ranking people, were part of the dictatorship that oppressed Christians to a severe level. And the Ministry of Information that was loyal to the government that just was ousted, the one that was better for Christians, and I know this is a little confusing, 
But they've said that because these former government officials have been released from prison, including some known Islamic extremists, this goes to show the political leanings of the military who now have power. In other words, a lot of the progress that was made over the last few years looks to be reversed, and the church is now very worried about what's going to happen in the upcoming year. And so we think about uh, bringing it back to Burkina Faso and to Myanmar. Burkina Faso is looking to be cautiously optimistic about the future. Myanmar has gotten worse over the last 12 months. Sudan has kind of flip-flopped on both. And Sudan had climbed down the world watch list a little bit. And we've talked about this on the podcast before too. But now Christians are worried that it's going to be backtracking on the progress that it's made. So when we pray for the church in Sudan, we want to pray that uh, the country will have seen the benefits of the progress that had been made since 2019 and that they would demand the new government would follow that. And also that the church would be protected from uh, that the church would be protected from harm coming in from the new military leaders. And also that the new government uh, would not in fact sympathize with extremist activity, but more like the new government in Burkina Faso, that they would want to ensure the security of their citizens, both Christian and non-Christians. And so the, the military government has announced that there will be an election in 2023, but until then the nation is in a, a state of flux. I mean, I, I know we're in 2022, but 2023 seems like a long way off. And so we want to pray for uh, the nation of Sudan as well. So pray with me. Father God, we thank you so much for the opportunity we have to come before you and lift up uh, the nation of Sudan, to lift up our brothers and sisters in that country. God, we pray that you would strengthen your church there. God, we ask that you would bring peace to this country, God, that uh, that you would instill a government that would be right and just, and that would uh, remain uh, in power, uh, that would uh, be able to hold the government and the country together in a way that no one would want to, to take it over, God. We ask that you would would do this in this nation. God, we ask that you would strengthen churches and individuals. God, that they would be faithful witnesses to Jesus Christ. God, even amidst all the changing circumstances, God, may they, the church in Sudan remember and know that they can uh, rely on you as their rock and uh, as their fortress and their deliverer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us again for this week's episode of the World Watch Weekly Podcast. We'll be back again next Wednesday. As always, uh, we welcome your comments, your questions, as well as anything you'd like us to talk about. You can uh, email us, podcast at odcan.org, or you can reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Open Doors Canada. We're looking forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, God bless. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find more ways to pray for your persecuted family on our website at opendoorscanada.org or follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada.